Hey, this is Kat Lee, and you're listening to the How They Blog podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with inspiring bloggers and show you how to build a blog that makes a difference. After you listen to this episode, head over to howtheyblog.com for all the show notes, more interviews, and resources to help you grow your blog. Hey, friends, welcome to the How They Blog podcast. In this episode, I'm talking with my friend Crystal Stein all about conferences. I have to say conferences are one of my favorite things about blogging. I love going and attending conferences and hanging out with all these people that I've only known in 2D on my screen and then to go and see them in 3D in flesh and blood and not just their little avatar is just so much fun. And I think one of the main reasons why is because it's very it's very much a niche. So you go to the conference and you know that you're going to have so much in common with every single person there. So you almost create all these seemingly instant friendships. And then the friendships that you already had online, you make into a reality with the actual people and you can sit down and have coffee and chat with face-to-face. So we're going to talk about some of the different conferences that we've been to, how to make the most of conferences, and just why I highly recommend it because I know it can be expensive. But I think it's so valuable and so worth it, and it's just plain fun. And then we're also going to talk about how to take advantage of a conference even if you can't afford to go. So this is Crystal Stein. She blogs at crystalstein.me, and she's one of my favorite blogging friends. And we love chatting about this stuff, so I'm glad that you could join us today. Let's get into it and start talking about blogging conferences. Hey, Crystal, thank you so much for being on the How They Blog podcast. You know, I was thinking about it, and... I think we met at Illum, was it 2012? It was, when it was still in Pennsylvania. Yes, yes, yes. I remember I met you in the, like the t-shirt bag pickup line or something. Yes, because I'm an introvert. And so since I only lived 45 minutes away from where they held Illum at that point, I got there early and was like, please give me a job so I don't feel like the awkward kid standing in the corner. So I got to meet all kinds of amazing women who came through because I got to give everybody their swag bag, which if you ever go to a conference and they need volunteers, totally sign up for that. That's it is such the best. a good idea. That's so great that you knew yourself well enough to know that if you had a job, it would be a, an introvert's way of socializing. It is. It's because, and when you're, you know, giving people amazing bags of goodies, they kind of love you already. So you're already friends. So good. So was that the first blog conference that you ever went to? It was. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd ever gone by myself and stayed in a hotel room with three women I had only ever talked to on Twitter, which <laughs> sounds like some kind of Hallmark or Lifetime serial killer movie happening. <laughs> Um, but it didn't. It was good. We, you know, all got together on a Google Hangout beforehand to make sure we were, you know, not going to murder one another. And <laughs> our husbands were all good with it at that point. So, uh, yeah, it was um, scary because there were a lot of women there. But it was so good for me um, to go and just hear from from writers and bloggers and experts in the field who are even just a step or two ahead of me to hear what they were doing and how God was using them and what you could even do in a blog because mine was so new at that point. I was like, well, other than just posting, I don't even know, oh, I'm supposed to put images in it. Okay, I should probably go do that when I get home. Um, so it was it was really fun. Yeah, I would, I would have to say that going to conferences, well, when I went to Illum initially, because it's completely on the other side of the country for me, um, it's the most expensive thing I've done for blogging 
and also the most rewarding. Yeah. So I know it's easy to look at a blog conference and think, wow, that's going to, I'm going to have to pay for airfare and a hotel and the conference and the new clothes that I'm going to need to buy because I never buy new clothes. (laughs) But it is truly been just so worth it. Every conference I've been to, it it feels honestly a little bit like summer camp for grownups. It totally is because you don't sleep and you stay up way too late talking to new friends and eating too many cupcakes and Chocolate. drinking too much coffee. Okay, so definitely for adults because I don't remember coffee at summer camp. At least <laughs> not for the kids. It's a bad idea. I know. Not, not for the kids for sure. But I think, you know, in addition to all of the information that you take away, the connections and the new mm-hmm. friendships and building that community where you can go back and you have those women who are doing the same thing you are. Because for me, in my town, it's not like it's overrun with bloggers. I'm pretty much the only one that I know that does this consistently in a good 30 to 40 minute area around me. And so to know that there were women out there who would get it when I had this crazy question about blogging and these resources, women who would give me information and advice and mentoring for free, Mm -hmm. totally worth the cost of flying out there and being super out of my comfort zone. So what conferences have you been to since then? I have been to Illum again last year and Declare I went to last year which I love. Declare is in Texas, which is your neck of the woods. And love that one. And the best part about that one, Kat, I have to say, is that because I had met you already at Illum, seeing you again in person then at Declare, I was like, there's my friend Kat. Mm -hmm. I have somebody I can sit with at lunch now. (laughs) It feels so nice. And um, because you do, you see a lot of the same people at the conferences, which is fun. And then I was at um, a couple other conferences like Raising Generations today I spoke at, but that one wasn't, that's a conference for moms, not so much a conference for bloggers, but a lot of the women who were there are bloggers. And then this year I'll be at a lot more <laughs> with my job. So. Okay. So tell, tell me what those are. Those, let's see, I will be, I have on my calendar, whether or not I'll actually be there. Um, I have, she speaks on my radar. I have dot mom the MOPS International Conference, Influence Network Conference, and I think uh, definitely Illum again. And I think that's the last one of the conference season because the fall is really the busy time for those conferences. And so that's when I travel most. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think that's pretty much it. I know there's a couple other ones like the Becoming Conference is always the same time as Declare. So I'll be at Declare um, this year instead of at the Becoming Conference. Because I love Declare. It might be one of my favorite ones, actually. Yeah, I really liked it. I spoke there back when they were called Mama's Right, which was just like a one-day drive up there, drive home kind of event. And it was at a church, and we sat in, like, kid chairs. <laughs> and so then and that was, like, the, the one of the very first ones. And then they just kicked it up to a whole other level when they changed it to the Declare Conference. It was at this awesome Marriott and... I was blown away and I've spoken at a couple different, I've spoken at different places, I guess only one other blogging conference at Illum. But um, when I, usually when I speak at a church or at a mom's group or something like that, you know, the technology is a little questionable as well, yes. you know, whether or not they have stuff ready, but man, it declared they, they had this tech guy and he had everything. He had you know, one of those little remote things for my slideshow presentation. I mean, he was just all set up. It was like, I walked into a room and I just, didn't even need to do anything. I didn't need to stress whether I had cables or anything. 
And I was kind of blown away just by their preparedness. So um, in that aspect, it was fun. In the other aspect, the fact that it's so close to where I live, I loved that I did not need to fly on 4 million planes yes, just to get is- there. Yeah, whenever a loom was in Pennsylvania, that was nice. Now, it I mean, I, I have to fly. There's an out from where I live, it's four million planes. Yeah. And just always taking a carry on. Okay, here's a tip if you go to a conference and you have a bunch of connections, pack a carry on with the understanding that you're going to come back with swag. So leave some room and be okay packing light because you don't want your luggage to get lost on your way to your conference. Right. Did that happen to you? <laughs> No, because I only ever pack a carry-on and then – because here's – okay, I'm not sure if I should probably share this tip or not, but when you fly on all those little connections, they tend to be really small planes and they tend to not have a lot of overhead compartment area. Uh So they'll ask you to check your bag at the gate, which is free, and then you don't have to pay the $25 or whatever to check your bag at check-in and you know it goes on the plane because you're standing there and they don't weigh it. So it can weigh too much and they don't weigh Oh, nice. So I'm sure that the TSA probably hates me now. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to track you down now. But that That is true. If you go to a conference, I always bring an extra duffel bag that I can check if I need to for all the swag because there's always a lot of it. And Um, books. It's a lot of books and they weigh a lot. Books weigh a lot. So. Um, yeah, I so if anybody's listening and you live in the general Texas area, I would love for you to come to Declare. I'm doing one of the keynotes, I doing another presentation, like a, a session. And then I think, hopefully I'm not crossing any boundaries, I think I'm also doing one with um, Heather McFadden on podcasting. So you, if you're not sick of me already, you might be sick of me after Declare. But I would love for you to come because I'd love to hang out because that's the other really fun thing about conferences is that you just get to hang out with everybody. Um, you know, everybody is accessible. Everybody is, it's not a lot of people. It's maybe at the most a couple hundred. And there's just a lot of time for you to connect with people and chat with people and meet everyone. And and probably some of my favorite times at conferences are just sitting around before and after things get started, talking about our questions and talking about blogging and and having those spontaneous conversations because I get so much good stuff from those. That would be that. That's then your cutest to say yes, cat. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. That just it. No, I. It's funny the the times that I remember really connecting most are those times where it's not necessarily at a meal because those get a little crazy, but it's sort of everyone sort of trickled off to do their own thing and you're just sort of in the lobby and you see who walks by and, you know, you catch them. And that's when you can talk to bloggers who, and I think especially at some of the smaller conferences, the ones that have several hundred, it's a little harder to do this because, you know, I think a lot of the the speakers come with, their own friends that they want to spend time with. And so that's always really hard. Like you don't want to interfere with their time with their people. But when you go to a smaller conference that has maybe just a hundred to 200 people, I feel like everybody's just more relaxed and more approachable and you can really sit and get to know somebody a little better. And I think that there's something so special about those connections that you make then, because then when you go back home and you're leaving a comment on their blog or you're interacting with them on Twitter, you have that face-to-face experience and that yeah. shared experience of the conference that you can pull 
back into it and you don't feel like a stalker. You feel like I actually know this person, which is kind of nice. Um, but it's also just great times to learn for me about organizations that might really fit in well with my blog. Um, it's, you know, declares where I learned about the seed company and the work that they do. It's, you know, most of these conferences have great, you know, great sponsors like Compassion and other organizations that really give you that chance to say, you know, okay, do I want to take my blog to the next level? And is this something I want to integrate? And how can I do it? Because there's organizations like Compassion and like the Seed Company that have really amazing programs for bloggers to interact with. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, if you're really interested in making sure that your blog is a place that's not just about you and journaling your life. And it's someplace that you want to teach your audience about different ways that they can impact the world where they are. I think that going to blogging conferences and meeting the people who really work for these organizations and these nonprofits and who are doing great things around the world that you might never know about. I think it, that to me is one of the best ways to, to meet them is to go to the conferences and talk to the sponsors and talk to the people who are there because it's incredible what people, what people do and how they want to work with bloggers and connect their brand with what you're doing on your site. And how you can just connect with people and make a bigger difference than you would otherwise. I think if I had a few tips for going to conferences, it would be one of them would just to dream big. When you go, don't think, oh, I'm a smaller blogger or I'm a new blogger or I could never do this or that. Nobody knows you. This is, it's like starting high school all over again. And you can just, I, I, my motto when I go to a conference is fake it till you make it. So I'm just going and maybe I'm not feeling particularly extroverted. I just fake it. I just pretend like I am. And, you know, my goal is how can I make other people feel special and valued? Because I know I'm not the only one who's feeling introverted right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how can I, who's standing by themselves, who looks like they've never been to this before. And, and even if you've never been there, nobody knows that. Exactly. <laughs> so you can just go there and just pretend to be an extrovert for a couple of days because those connections that you make and those conversations that you have can literally be life changing. Um, yeah. yeah. You'll never, you'll never regret pretending to be extroverted and meeting more people, you'll only regret going home and not having put yourself out there outside your comfort zone to make those connections. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, and to balance that out, I will say that for the first couple years that I went to, to Illum, which is the first conference that I went to, um, I always just got a room by myself. I never roomed with anybody because I knew that I did have introvert tendencies and I could be like really grumpy by the last day and say, nobody touch me, nobody get in my personal space if I didn't have that personal space to go back to. So if you know that you're introverted, make plans to get away. I know that when I first get to a conference, that first day that I arrive and then that first evening of socialization, by the end of it, I feel like, I don't know if I can make it another couple of days. So, <laughs> but I, I know that ahead of time. So I, I intentionally don't stay up late that night and I go back to my room and I get a good night's sleep. And then the next few days fly by and I'm good. So it's helpful, I think, to just be extroverted if maybe even if that's not your tendency, but at the same time, be intentional and be okay with taking breaks and stepping away when you know that you might need it because that way you can enjoy the rest of the time. Um, I'd also say um, take lots of notes because you yes. have so much information. Don't be afraid to pull out your iPad or your laptop or a piece of paper and just take 
tons of notes and, and soak as much in as you possibly can. I, it's funny. I use Twitter, honestly, as my note-taking tool, which is probably not at all what it's intended for, but it's one of those things that um, I even do it. Okay. I even do it at church. That's how I take notes during the sermon, things I want to remember. And it's funny. I feel like um, there's always that balance of you don't want people who aren't there to feel left out for sure. But at the same time, if you're learning something that's really valuable for me to be able to put it on Twitter and then I can go back and look at it later. And then a lot of times when you're sharing things that you're learning with somebody who wasn't able to make it, they're getting amazing blogging wisdom that they didn't have to pay. (laughs) They didn't have to spend the money to go to the event or maybe they couldn't get away because they had other commitments that weekend. So I think that tweeting a lot of those um, great tips too as long as you're able to, you know, still pay attention to everything else that's going on. Um, I think that that's really helpful for your community too, to be able to share what you're learning. Absolutely. And then, um, you know, cause I do, I go back and I'll, I'm more likely to go back and look at things that I tweeted than I am to go, um, honestly just go back and look at a page full of notes that I took, um, depending on the, the event, but um, that way, then I can go back and I'll even email myself notes or blogging ideas I have while I'm there so I don't forget it when I get home. Um, yeah, the fact that there, I mean, nearly every blogging conference is held at a hotel that has Wi-Fi. So you should have access to pretty much any note-taking app, Evernote, your email, just the note app that comes on your stuff. Um, there's really no reason not to just soak it in and take really, really good notes because you're not going to remember it all. Even if it's only a two-day conference, there's so much information. It's so hard to go back and remember it and remember who said what and what you wanted to do with it. So, And, you know, if a conference isn't in your budget right now, what I would recommend that you do is find every conference hashtag, like every conference that you'd be interested in going to. Find the hashtag, get on their Facebook page or wherever you prefer to connect with people. I I think it's particularly useful for Twitter because then you can connect with all of the attendees a little bit more easily. Um, But follow that hashtag during the conference. Connect with people. You can take advantage of a conference even if you're not there by retweeting some of the great information that people there are sharing, by asking questions from something that they tweeted, from something that they learned while they were there. You can use a conference to connect with people even if you can't afford to go there. And obviously, you can definitely learn from a conference, from all the things that people share. So, you know, any of these conferences that you might be interested in, find their hashtag and stay connected with them during the event. I know that I, I didn't go to Illum last year for the first time, I think it was. And I was really sad, but I really appreciated everybody tweeting so that I could learn from it and I could kind of see what's going on. I I liked seeing all the Instagram pictures and stuff. So that's, yeah, that's another great place I think to, to follow a a conference is, is on Instagram too. So, yeah. And it's a great way too, I think to, I mean, I've, when I've not been able to go to a conference, I think it's easy to feel kind of left out. And I think if you give yourself a purpose is saying, okay, well, I know that this isn't a season for me to be at that conference for whatever reason, budget or schedule, whatever it is, but I'm going to, I'm going to really celebrate the people who are there and I'm going to make it a point to pray for them or retweet what they're saying or ask them to meet somebody, you know, for me and tell them I said, hi, just try for me. If I can find a way to say, listen, I'm so excited that you were there. It makes me feel a little less, um, envious that I can't be. And then it's easier for me to enjoy all of those tweets and everything that's coming out about the conference. Plus it's a great way for me to know as I'm seeing the tweets and seeing the pictures on Instagram and seeing what's happening on Facebook. 
if that's a conference that I'm going to want to buy the sessions for later, Mm -hmm. because so many of the conferences, maybe it's, you know, six months after you might have to wait a little bit, but they'll take their, at least their keynotes, a lot of times their session um, recordings and turn them into either MP3s you can download and purchase or um, CDs that you can purchase and have where you can listen to all of that content from definitely less than you would have spent to be there for the entire conference. But then you have that wisdom and those resources that you can go back to. And so those tweets and, you know, if you're not able to be there or even if you come back and then you can go back and look at them and say, oh, because you can't be everywhere. You can't be in every session at a conference. So you can look at what other people were tweeting and what they were saying about it. And you can say, okay, yes, I definitely want to buy, you know, their media package when it comes out because I want to hear what they said. And I want to have that resource for me for my blog. Yeah, that's a great idea. You know, before people go to conferences, I also highly recommend getting on that hashtag and connecting with other people so that when you get there, you don't feel like you don't know anyone. Um, Oh, for sure. Because it's easier to be bold on social media than it is in person. So if you're bold ahead of time and say, hey, let's meet up when we get there. Let's meet before the first session. Let's sit together for dinner. It's easier to do that on social media than if you go there and walk up to some stranger (laughs) and say that. So. I highly recommend connecting with people beforehand. And if you can't, you know, again, if you can't afford to go, I I love that there's more conferences kind of all over the country, like Declares in Texas, which is right by me. So it's not expensive to go to if you're in the area. But you can, some conferences take volunteers. And so you can get, go there a little bit cheaper by volunteering and helping. You can be sponsored by, you know, either a sponsor of the um, conference or you can be sponsored by some other organization. There are sometimes rules about that when you get there. So you want to look into that at the conference. But there are ways to get there um, without having to foot the entire bill for a conference. Um, yeah. The other great part about following those hashtags ahead of time is a lot of the conferences will do Twitter parties. Right. Leading up to it with lots of giveaways, including free tickets sometimes. Yes. So, um, it, you know, your odds might Depending on the conference, it might not guarantee you a ticket, but it's at least really fun to connect with the other women who are going and the other writers who are going and learn more about the conference if you're not sure if you want to go. Plus, you can win some prizes and you could get a free ticket out of it, which is always really fun. So, And you can meet people that you could carpool with or you could room with, which also lowers the cost also. And, and like I said, if you're serious about blogging, if you're serious about taking it to the next level, or especially if you're serious about monetizing it, I really don't think there's a better investment than going to a conference and being able to connect with people and learn from, not just learn from them, but really make those relationships that are going to be helpful to you as you learn more about blogging, but also maybe later on, if you have a product to launch or something like (laughs) that, then you can work together with them to help promote it. And so it's just, just all around valuable to go to a conference and it's just super fun. It is. It's so fun. Super fun. So I'll, pro- I'll probably be texting you, Kat, some pictures of outfits I'm thinking of taking for Declare because I don't know what Texas is like. I mean, it's hot. It's Pennsylvania August. right it's now hot. is like 90 degrees. So I can only imagine Texas in August. So I'm going to be sending you pictures of the outfits I plan to pack. Yes. So well, here's, here's actually what I recommend. If you're coming to Texas in August, just don't plan on going outside because nobody else is. <laughs> so it's actually cold because the hotel hotels or any indoor space is usually going to overcompensate for the heat outside. So it's actually planned to wear winter clothes. Okay, so jeans and sweaters. Got it. Pretty okay, much. No, sense. I mean, you're always winning with layering. So, yes. yeah. No, that is true. That's true. So, Crystal, thanks for chatting with me about conference stuff. For everybody listening, 
I hope you come to Declare because I want to see you. And that's the only conference I'm going to. If you're heading to one of the other conferences, definitely connect with Crystal because she's heading to a lot of them. Um, yeah, that would be fun. I would love that. How can people connect with you online, Crystal? They can connect with my blog at crystalstein.me or on Twitter and Instagram are really the two that I hang out on most. And both of those are just at crystalstein, all smushed together as one word. And if they had to spell crystalstein, how would they spell it? Oh, they would spell it pretty much the way you think. Don't add extra H's. I don't have them. It's <laughs> C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-S-T-I-N-E. Awesome. Crystal, thanks for chatting with me and I will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Kat. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode of the How They Blog podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You know, I'd love to know how I can help you. My goal for this show is to help you build a blog that makes a difference. You have words and wisdom that others need to hear, and it's my job to help you spread your message. So if you have any ideas, suggestions, or questions for me, just head over to howtheyblog.com, click the contact button, and send me an email. I would love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to share the love, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a rating or a review on iTunes. If you don't know how to do that, just visit howtheyblog.com forward slash love, and I'll show you how. As always, for all the show notes, more interviews, and other resources to help you grow your blog, head over to howtheyblog.com. And until next time, this is Kat Lee, and you've been listening to the How They Blog podcast.